podcast, a podcast by Vijana Tupo Initiative, where we are ensuring that you, as a young person, access all expert resources needed in business, career, and money so that you can attain economic independence. Karibu sana to the show, and let's ride along. Welcome to the Youth Thrive podcast by Vijana Tupo Initiative. I am your host, Agla Wandurwa, and we ensure that you get access to all expert resources needed in business, career, and money so that you can attain economic independence. Karibu sana to the show and let's ride along. Now, we have the pleasure to partner with, with, with Trums.io, which has a financial app to cater for your dreams while you take care of your finances. And we are pleased to have our guest, Evans, Evans Mudene, who is going to take us through budgeting and savings. And he's actually a, a software engineer at Trums, and he's also part of the founding team. And we'd like so much to hear about what he has to tell us. So briefly introduce yourself, tell us about, about yourself, and then we get into the topic, Evans. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Edna, for having me on the show. I'm, uh, I'm very honored uh, to be here. Uh, as you said, my name is Evans Munene, and I'm part of the founding team and a software engineer at Trums. I choose a saving application that makes it very accessible and easy for people to save. So with, a little, with as little as five shillings, users, uh, people can start saving and achieve their financial goals one step at a time. We make it easy by providing a simple app that is very easy to use and people can create goals for the various things that we might be saving for, be it a vacation or fees or rent, uh, anything uh, financial. Uh, with our, our, our app, provide the solution for for that and i'm very grateful to be here once again well that's actually great i liked the fact that you said that one can actually save with as little as five shillings and i've gotten this question um from very young people when they're when i'm telling them about saving they're like why should i save as little as 50 shillings per month and they're like i feel like it should be a huge sum like i should be able to save a thousand bob they feel like something like 50, 100 shillings in a month is too little to be able to give such a huge sum at the end of their saving. And so what do you think about that thing of having, you know, putting in as little as you can in a month? Does it really equate too much in a few months or in a few years? Is it really going to give much? And should young people consider giving in, you know, as little as they can every single month, every single week, you know, as often as they can? Yes, uh, what you said is actually true. That what we found that for many people, there is there's this mental bias that we have that someone that most people assume that for for me to start saving, the minimum, like the bare minimum I can commit to is a uh, something like around a thousand shillings or more. Whereas that uh, that simply just isn't the case. Uh, for most of us, we know that you know we we might be strapped for cash or things may not be a, as very smooth sailing uh, as we'd like to. And so it is very important for us to create that discipline of working with that five shillings. If you are disciplined enough to save that five shillings, saving the 1,000 or 10,000 uh, ahead won't be a problem. But if with the little you have, uh, you're still unable to budget around and make uh, investments into your future, even at the 10,000, even at the 100,000, it can still be a challenge. So it is important to save small and to build that discipline and also understand that when it comes to saving an investment, time is time is your friend. So you have to treat it well. 
it's not just a, it's not just that I'm saving 50 shillings today. Is that if I if I can save 50 shillings every week for a year for two years, it amounts to so much more. Especially when you consider things such as interest and compounding and other uh, financial instruments that are there, you you you're able to leverage a lot from just uh, the little amount. So people should not uh, discredit the five shillings or the ten shillings that you have. Um, I think for many people, they understand how usually when you go home, you have a 10 shilling coin or a 20 shilling coin and you just put it somewhere. And after a week or so, you find that it's enough to, I don't know, pay fair for even one day. So very, very small sums can amount to uh, much with the right discipline and the right level of consistency. Okay, that's really great. And I love the fact that you've mentioned time is your friend. So when you're saving as much as you can, you're literally looking at it on time and you're looking at it in this way that if I'm saving this much, I can do this as often as I can. And within this frame, I'm going to get this much money. And that's actually great. And when you're saying that you did mention something about investing, and I'd like to put this question out there, is saving the same as investing? When you're doing your saving and you're trying to put in some cash aside, is that some part of investing or is it something different? Yes, uh, you're right. Saving is not exactly the same as investing. Uh, sa- saving is much more wider. Uh, what saving is, is uh, the discipline of thinking long term with regards to your finances, as opposed to uh, getting the gratification or uh, yeah, as opposed to getting the gratification of what you want right now, it's about thinking of the future. However, it is possible to save and not invest. If I take uh, 100 Kenya shillings and every day and I put it under my mattress, that is savings. However, when at the end of that period, if it was, let's say for a month, I'll have 400. Uh, if I was saving 100 shillings every week, uh, it won't be more than 400. It's just the exact amount that I put. Those are my savings. However, investing is more geared towards making, creating value out of the savings that you have. So if I take uh, that same uh, 100 shillings every week and I, and, I, and I put it under uh, an investment, such as, uh, you know, with the various uh, investment assets, tools that there, such as money market fund and so on, um, at the end of that month, I'll have more than the 400 that I've put in. So investment falls under savings, but savings isn't investment. Yeah, really, it isn't the same thing. So what you do with your savings will determine whether it's going to come as an investment, right? So I actually love that. And so onto that, what are the different saving strategies that you know that can help someone cut on their spending habits? Because I know it's easier to save, but sometimes you can try and pick on what you're saving. So how do you make sure that you're not only saving and, you know, sometimes you can try and take on what you've saved and you put it into maybe part of your business or you just end up eating all of it. That is the term. Yes. So you're right. Uh, When it comes to saving, we first have to realize that uh, the biggest enemy that we have when it comes to saving is ourselves. The fact that we have needs that are urgent or seem urgent at the moment or we have our own you know, desires and uh, maybe today you want to take yourself out, you know, it's been a long month and uh, you, you don't want to spend on something or just something that you saw online that you want to buy, 
like truly the, our, our greatest enemy or the, or the people who work against us is ourselves. So the first or the truly fundamental uh, concept that we must get around when it comes to saving is that I need to take a lot of the decisions of saving out of my own hands. So for those who are, have, uh, are enlisted in a certain saving scheme, and they have their employers deduct that amount even before they receive the salary. Those people are at, are at a much better place when it comes to saving because they never have to worry about it. I think uh, one, if I can give an example, there was one time I was paid for just some work I had done and I was given, it was 20,000 Kenya shillings and I put it in my wallet and I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to invest it and I'm going to save it for for future. And uh, by the end of the month, I had nothing in the wallet because I just spent it Slowly, you know, something comes up, or a friend calls you, like, oh, I'm in need, or I'm working. I'm like, oh, actually, I, I should have should have replaced something at home. So the fundamental or the best way to save is to actually remove the decision of saving from your hands and just have it always automated. Um, we try to do achieve that with our app by making it easy for people to save immediately they make a transaction. But ultimately, the best way to save is to not have to make that decision. Wow, okay. So not making that decision, that seems great. Okay. So I like that thing where you say that you put money in your wallet and within a short period of time, it's like, you, it's gone from like little, little stuff. And I think I've also yeah. gone through the same thing where I like put money aside and I said that I'm going to save it, but I found out that it was going. And so what I did is mm. like, I, I started doing this thing where if I would spend money, I made sure I had a receipt with me and I had a book where I would put every, every receipt there. And I tried to see whether every month I could account and see, is it food that I'm spending on? Is it money? I mean, is it, um, am, I, am I buying clothes? Am I buying this? And sometimes it's not, it's not easy to account for it. So tell us about accounting for the things that you're spending on when, when it comes to saving, because Sometimes it's hard to do that. Is it something that we are able to do? Yes, it is possible for us to take account of how we are spending our money, but we first have to be willing to want to make that change. Because for you to get to a point where you're like, I want to keep the receipts, there's a resolve within you to want to do better at your finances. And for many people, there's something that we studied even when we were working on our, on, on, on chums called the ostrich effect, where if someone knows that they are doing something the wrong way or they're not doing something right, it's easier for them to just ignore and continue doing what they're doing instead of tackling or addressing the issue. And so for many people, it's possible that, you know, I'm not handling my finances right. I know I'm probably wasting money on so many things, but I'm not willing, I'm not willing to confront it. So I'll, I'll just be okay um, living uh, under the status quo and maybe one day, some, hopefully one day uh, things will get better. But for most people, it, we have to start from the point of honesty where I understand that I probably should have been better at how I did, how I tracked, how I spent my money last month uh, than I did. So in this month, I'll be more, I need to be more vigilant or I need to be more careful. As you said, for in your case, you try to keep receipts. Uh, for me, over the years, I've tried multiple ways of, uh, of tracking my expenses, uh, starting with just writing it on, on a piece of paper where I had a small ledger and I would at the end of the day write down the things 
uh, how I spent my money and, and look at it, to even trying to various apps. Uh, for me, I'm a techie, so I'm always keen to try out a number of products that are there. And for uh, the past like two or three years, at any given time, I was probably using an app to track my expenses. So whenever I spend something, I'll just record it. And even more importantly, uh, it's pos- it is possible to save and sorry to record and track your expenses without actually having to think and make a decision. So if if you're tracking your expenses, then it's important where at the end of every month or before the next salary comes, you know, before your next payment comes, you look at your expenses. This is how I spent my money this month. Was it wise? Uh, what could I cut down on? What can I actually give up? What is that something that typically seems urgent but isn't important? What can I cut down? And it is from that point of um, honesty that we're able to track our expenses and be more disciplined. But in, in, in the technicals, it is actually possible to track your finances. For me, I use a simple uh, app called Hold uh, Wallet. And whenever I make an expense, I record it somewhere. Okay, that is really wise. And you have, okay, how about you're doing the saving, yes? How about when an emergency pops up? Should you dig into your savings to sort out your emergency? Or what should you do? So typically, um, I think first of all, it depends on the level of the emergency. Um, if if someone, let's say, in my family was um, had got into an accident and they'd been hospital, um, I'd, 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 I'd go everywhere, look up and down to get resources to to sort them out. But the the question is, most of the times, a lot of what we call quote emergencies typically tend to be uh, tend not to be emergencies. And what makes a, what makes them feel like emergencies to us is the fact that we actually have uh, funds somewhere that we've set aside. And so when you have something come up, it's very easy to say, okay, you know what? I have some money lying around somewhere. Let me just sort this out and move on. Whereas um, if that money was at some extent inaccessible, you'd actually have to think and and look into the the, the matter and ask, okay, is it truly an emergency? Like, and is there is there is there another way to go around it? Is another solution that I want to consider besides just uh, throwing money at the problem? So it is not advisable to take money out of your savings. In fact, what would be better would be to have a budget or to look at your finances. And in the same way that you add uh, rent into your, fin- into your finances, set aside savings that are specifically for emergencies so that savings towards your futures and saving for emergency are not the same. Me saving for retirement isn't the same as me saving for a rainy day. And I need to know that those two are different. So when I'm thinking about my money, let me know that I have set aside 5,000 for saving towards my future. And that is not accessible. Under no circumstance should I go and put into that, into that bucket. However, I should also be wise and realize that this is life and there are so many, life is always throwing uh, curveballs at us. So, I should know that maybe I should be setting aside also some 2,000 because I never know what happens and I can always keep a certain amount of money there should anything come up that I wasn't expecting. Well, that really is great. 
you have set aside some money and you know that that's not accessible until I know that, you know, I've set this aside for a couple of years. Until that time elapses, I'm not touching that money. And I love that, that you've actually said that sometimes we term some occurrences as emergencies and they're not actually emergencies. And I think it's because we actually know at the back of our minds that there's some money set aside. And so subconsciously, we just want to spend it. So that's actually really nice insight. So actually, do you want to ask you this? What is the worst mistake that you have seen people make when it comes to saving? Like, it's just something that is happening and it's just a no when it comes to saving. I think um, when it comes to saving, the worst, the worst thing that I've seen people do is to just not have a plan and assume. And I say this as someone who had that exact mindset. Uh, for me, when when I just finished uh, university and started working on my business, I was so optimistic and I thought, you know what, uh, what I'm doing is going to make so much money in the first year that I don't even need to start saving. I'm just going to make it all in 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 the profits of my business. And one year later, and I'd deplete all my savings and was starting from zero. And that's when I realized, okay, yes, it is possible to create a business that can make a lot of money, but also be wise and know that not everything is a guarantee. And so even with the little that, that I get or with what I have, I need to be wise enough and have a savings plan and actually think about I need to save and how much do I need to save, how much am I earning, how much can I set aside and so on. So the worst, the worst thing is to not have uh, an intentional uh, savings plan to begin with. Because for, for, for the rest, you know, it's easy to create a savings plan and then we can tweak it. I mean, we all, everyone makes mistakes and we, are not, we may not always be consistent in how we do our savings, but for the most part, for someone who's trying to get to that path of uh, being financially free, even though they make mistakes as a whole, they're still, get, they're still moving towards the goal. But for someone who's not even identified the goal, the only way that they'll get their right way is by accident. Wow, okay. That really is nice. Uh, not having a plan. <laughs> you know, it does happen much often than you think because when you just hear the term you need to save, we might just think I need to just set money aside. And then you just hopelessly think I'm going to put this for probably a term of about five years. And then when that time ends, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that money. And then I end up even not, you know, investing wisely with the money. I really like that idea of having a proper plan. <laughs> so we do need financial education when it comes to every every different thing. That is really, really right. What are the smart ways you've seen people um, use when it comes to saving? And you've seen like, wow, this is really fantastic. And you think that they're not just doing the traditional saving bits of just putting money in a bank. Like that, they're trying to make uh, much interest out of it. Um, they're, trying, they're just trying to make this money grow as big as possible. Yes. So for 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 savings for long term savings, the people who really make the most out of their 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 their, their savings are those who they would put it into various financial instruments. And typically, you you put it into uh, you you invest your money with a with a with a fund manager, 
for us as Chums, we are partnered with a with a number of fund manager who uh, offer uh, investment so that the people the users who are saving on our app always always getting the always getting a, a, an, an interest on the money that they've earned. But even above and beyond that, outside of our ecosystem, you can still uh, put that money into a fund manager who, who is able to invest that long term. Uh, now, that is not the only way. Um, I think if I can be perfectly honest, or mostly honest, um, the most, the greatest investment one can make is in your own productivity. Um, so when, for, for that person who's creating a business, um, or you have a new idea that you're working on and you, you hope to see it grow, the returns, should it work, uh, is, is, is uh, 10, 100,000 times the input. However, you have to be aware of the risk that comes with you know, starting your own business. Uh, you have to be aware, you know, that you know, the market may not be, maybe it's the season of the market, maybe it's just that your idea needed too much, needed a lot more capital than, than you had, maybe, you know, just something happens. Uh, life is life and you know how these things happen. But typically for someone who wants, who has the capital and you're not looking to create a business and uh, derive value from that, the best option would be to put it into a fund manager who is able to invest it in different in different uh, areas. And even more than that, to diversify the investments that you have, because it's very easy to invest in something that uh, can go bust. Uh, we usually hear of these projects that are running and then the investors, I know something happens and then the investors are now trying to get their money back and um, always be cautious as well. Um, you know, do, do your due diligence, look for the people who are regulated by, uh, by you know, organ or bodies like CMA, uh, Capital Markets Authority, so that you know that you're trusting uh, the right people. But as a whole, uh, Putting your investment or your capital into a fund manager goes a long way, especially in the long term. As you said, time is your friend. So if you're looking to invest towards your retirement, you should start now so that when you are in your 50s, the investment you put in has compounded. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, that is really um, interesting as well. What do you think about the saving culture in Kenya for young people? Do you think that um, we're really trying to grasp the knowledge on saving? Or do you think that um, uh, young people are really not getting that education on saving? Because I have encountered so many instances where I have tried to understand um, and even try to you know, explain some of the factors, like you could save money here. And I have seen they try to... Um, some of us try to get away from that subject because we'd like to have money that we can easily uh, have in our pockets, withdraw and just put in at the same time. So what do you think about our saving culture? Is it really going okay? Or do we do you feel like we as young people need more education when it comes to saving and finance? There's definitely a huge gap in uh, as far as education is concerned because um, I don't. I don't even remember if I was given practical lessons uh, throughout my education, throughout my full formal education. On um, this is how you should spend your money. You know, there's a ratio. You know, you need to put at least ten percent into savings. So you you, you shouldn't be spending ninety percent of your 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 income on 
on just uh, normal expenses. Like the, 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 these were practical lessons that we never had. And even when we're working on our own product, when we're working on tunes, a lot of the, a lot of these uh, a lot of this knowledge is something that we were discovering. Where even for us, we're like, oh, we didn't know that this is the case, or we were making discoveries. And so I think there is there is a gap, and you know I'm grateful for you know such platforms such as this where we can talk about it, and hopefully as people as people hear us, and as they listen to their ideas, uh, you know the ideas spread, uh, and people become more knowledgeable, and uh, you know more aware of what they need to do. It's also becoming some big abstract thing that we fear, uh, and instead we can even talk about it at home with our friends and. And you know, also to fight the the counterculture as well. I think we live in a very indebted society where uh, almost everyone uh, you look at people's phone and you're very likely to find one of the lending apps. And so many people are living in debt, which you know, I mean is not a very financially free way to live and can be a huge burden. So we definitely need to have a lot of discussions, discussions around you know living within your means. Discussions around um, rethinking expenses. Discussions around long-term investments. Discussions around savings. Discussions around ratios with regards to uh, how money should be spent, money allocation, and so on. Yeah, yeah, that is right. There is a gap, but I feel like there are opportunities out there where we can try and educate young people. And I did look at some of the things that Tunes is doing. Like I did see you did try to put in a 52 weeks challenge for savings. And I liked it because it's making saving something very achievable. Because when you look at it, it's like um, it's like a challenge, right? As yes. easy as that. Yeah. It's like probably you are working out and your challenge is to like shed off this particular weight within a few months. But for this, you're trying to save this much money. It was like 68,000 within 52 weeks and you're saving 50 shillings. And you have a leaderboard and you're tracking how much money you're saving. And it just makes you feel like, wow, I'm really working on it. I'm putting this, I'm putting this money and when you create that kind of thing where it's like a, it's like a leaderboard and a championship kind of thing, it it makes this whole thing of money not just seem like a serious topic that's you know that's that traditional as it's it as fun and as open minded as as it should be. And I like that you are trying to make it as fun as as it should be, and that's making that topic as wide as it should be. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Okay. So one of one of the things that we had uh, discovered as we were working on our product was just something fundamental about human nature that you know we are very social beings, and if I am if I'm contributing to something as being a part of a larger group, I am much more likely to be consistent. I am much more likely to achieve the goal. I am much more likely to stay to 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 to, to run the course. This is why table banking is a very big thing because. If I'm saving something alone, it's very easy for me to cheat on a certain month and not save or not contribute what I should. But if I know that my neighbor and my other friends are, are also are here and they're, and they're seeing how much everyone is contributing, I am, I am much more obligated I'm, or I'm much more likely to put in the effort to actually make sure that I am consistent with my savings. And so that's the same, that, that's the same thing that we found. So we try to product, to package that into something that is a, a goal for most people in the form of the 50 week challenge or also in the form of groups on our app. 
so that when I'm saving the free talent, I'm not just doing it on my own. I am part of a larger group. And so this gives me the, 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 sorry, the discipline. This helps me have that sense of accountability that this week I need to put in a thousand and next week I need to put in, I don't know, 3000. And I cannot just uh, cheaply run away. Also, if I'm part of a goal and I encourage people, like if you have trouble saving, join into a goal. Of course, uh, have that with, uh, with people that you trust or, you know, a shameless plug. You can also create that group on, on Chooms. <laughs> but the point is, if, I'm, if I try to do it alone, it can be very hard. Uh, and as they say, team, uh, teamwork divides the effort and multiplies the reward. So definitely try to be, try not, try to do it with as many people that you trust as possible, as this will, this will help the process be a lot easier. We also implemented the, the leaderboard for people to, to have that sense of competition as well. So that even if it's not people that you, you, you know, after all we randomize the, the user's names, but I can say get a sense of competition, which again further helps to promote the discipline of saving. Yeah, that really is nice, especially when you have a group of people. That is nice. We're actually getting to the end of our recording, and I'd like you to give you. I'd like you to give us your parting shot. Yes. Uh, my my parting shot would be. Um, let's just be honest with ourselves. Uh, self self improvement isn't uh, something that you know is talked about a lot or doesn't, isn't a flashy thing that you know, we can put on Instagram, but it's truly one of the greatest things that we could do for ourselves. We, we make a lot of investments in, you know, we invest in people, we invest in, in moments, we invest in items, but a lot of the time we're never investing in ourselves. And one of the best ways that you can save for, you can invest in yourselves is saving towards your future. I mean, your children and your grandchildren will be grateful for the investment that you've made. In fact, most of us are here because of the investment that of the men and women who came before us. So it's only right for us to continue in that, in that line, especially now when we have tools and we have information and we have so much at our disposal. Um, I think it's, it's, it is on us to continue at the, the same line of, of self-improvement. Yes, thank you so much. You can get the Tunes app and also about it. Yes, thank you very much. Okay. So, well, there you have it. This was a very interesting uh, recording. Thank you so much, Evans. I hope you all enjoyed this. And it's just the part one. We're going to be doing a part two. Catch you on the next one. You can also catch us on our social media platforms. Thank you very much.